shoot. I mean, if we had to answer to T.I., it would be debatable if we know much of anything. Uh, if you asked what we know about that, you could ask uh, us. Well, the answer might be not much. But somebody knows quite a bit about motorsports and has great perspective. From In The Pits Media, FrontStretch.com OG, we're going to start calling him that. It's Mike Neff, also of the Racing Brotherhood Foundation, and back with us once again in the fast lane, in large part because we love him, and in smaller part because Josh Berry. Familiar Mike Neff is from his time in the Cars Tour, and he still runs some one-off races there, just like Kyle Larson will be doing in another week or so. Uh, But he also has parlayed that to grassroots racing, to the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and finally his big break. We kind of knew this was going to happen about four to six weeks ago, but it became official earlier this week that he gets a cup ride, not in his late teens or early 20s, but in the young 30s category, which may be young for most common citizens, but it's not young in the world of sports. Is that something that's lost on you, Neff? How rare this is and how cool it is to see somebody go the long road but still get rewarded the way Josh Berry has. First of all, thank you so much for having me on as usual. It's always an honor to join you guys. It's old school. That's what's so beautiful about this. This is how it used to be done. You used to pay the dues. You used to work your way up through the grassroots and catch an owner's eye at the upper levels and get a chance to race it. And then it became a money thing, and there's a lot more uh, advertising and, and sponsorships, and the, the people that bring the money are the ones that get the rides. And now we've gone back to where it should be. And Josh started on his own, working on his own stuff. He got in with Junior Motorsports. He was their late model program. He did all the work on all their cars, and he developed race-winning cars from the ground up that he ultimately ended up getting to drive as a reward for that. And then he turns around and and parlays that into a Cars Tour championship, into a NASCAR Weekly All-American championship, and now he's parlayed it into a ride at Stuart Haas. And it's, it's... There are drivers that know things about their cars, but I don't think there's anybody in that garage right now from a driver perspective who knows cars better than Josh Berry does inside now. Well, the other part you bring up to this is the Dale Earnhardt Jr. connection, and there are many of them, and he's a fan favorite still, even though he hasn't raced for the most part in over a decade. I know he does some one-off events, but we're talking about the majority of weekends. He's not getting behind the wheel. How much is this a testament to Dale Jr.'s appreciation for grassroots racing and what he's done, both bringing North Wilkesboro back on the schedule and showing it that way, but also showing it with an old school way of giving an older driver a chance to grow his career like Josh Berry and advocating on his behalf to leave that organization and the Chevrolet manufacturer for a better opportunity, even though it's with a different manufacturer and out of his organization. Yeah, the manufacturer part is a bit surprising. Uh, I, manufacturers are a big deal in this sport, and loyalty to said manufacturers goes a very long way. And for them to, to advocate to get him the ride out from under the bow tie was a big deal for sure. Uh, but, but, yeah, I think this is – this is one of those homages, as it were, of Dale Jr. to his father. 
because his father did the same thing. His grandfather did the same thing. They worked on their own cars. They made them what they were at the grassroots level, and eventually his his father got the chance to make a, a, life, a life career out of running at the cup level, even though his grandfather never did. And he ended up turning it into a job and has now turned it into an enterprise. And I, I think this is absolutely a way to to give back to local racing and to give a a hope or a, a desire for local guys that don't have the corporate backing right off to know that if they win, and that's the key, if they win, they will get noticed, and once they get noticed, they have the chance to climb the ladder, provided they can produce at every level. Mike Neff with us here in the fast lane. You know him from In the Pits Media and FrontStretch.com. Also very plugged into the grassroots NASCAR world with the Racing Brotherhood Foundation that uh, gives back to so much in the local motorsports community. Uh, But the move of Josh Berry, he leaves JR Motorsports, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s Xfinity Series team, that's NASCAR's version of AAA, to go to a different manufacturer, Ford, in the Cup Series, NASCAR's version of the big leagues, and gets the stamp of approval of Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the process. You mentioned the business side of this. Is it also reasonable to say that part of the reason it's easier for Dale Jr. to advocate for a move like this is everyone is locked up at Hendrick for a long term, and it doesn't appear there are any openings at the other two big flagship organizations for Chevrolet, with Kyle Busch joining Austin Dillon at Richard Childress Racing and Suarez and Chastain seemingly cemented at Trackhouse. Yeah, I gotta admit, I gotta feel that barring a third car coming back at RCR, there wasn't really going to be an opportunity for him to have a job under the bow tie banner for the the foreseeable next two to four years. And so, it, it absolutely is a, a, a again an interesting step to go out to a different manufacturer, but also a, a testament to his ability. And don't forget, Rick Hendrick has a, a role in this as well. For all intents and purposes, Josh Berry had a contract with Hendrick to be their their substitute driver this year, and part of that was believed to be a de facto, if it were, audition. And there was a real chance that whatever did develop in the, in the other driver, you know, contract era of Hendrick, that there was a possibility he could end up in a Hendrick car based on his performance this year. But the opportunity presents itself in the four, and not only Dale Jr., but Rick Hendrick both giving their blessing for Josh to move over there is a big deal. It really is, and it's something that should not be lost, how rare this is, how, as you mentioned, Neff, beautiful because it's such an old-school way to go about things, and yet this is what we've got Josh Berry making the move up the old way, the old-fashioned way, which, you know, I'm in my late 30s, so I don't know if I would call myself super old, but, you know, I appreciate that because, you know, it's the idea of paying your dues. Um, The other side is NASCAR returns for the second half of the season. Uh, If you had to pick your weekend for NASCAR to take off, do you like Father's Day because it's a logical halfway point? Would you prefer Mother's Day or Easter or no weekend off at all and you don't have as many weekends going head-to-head with the NFL, which is an inevitability when you get into the fall? Yeah, I mean, due to the fact that you're crowning your champion in November, you're going head-to-head with the NFL. And, I, I mean, that is what it is. I, I don't know that you're ever going to get away from that because 
at least most people don't want to see the NASCAR season wrap up in late August. You know, we want to see it go go further into the year. So I don't think you're ever going to avoid going head to head with with the NFL. In all honesty, I would like to see him take a break at the midway point of the regular season, you know, after race 13, and then take another break the week before the playoffs and spend that kind of like NFL does with the Super Bowl, a whole week of nothing but hyping up the playoffs and reminding everybody, hey, we're still here. Yes, NFL is starting, but we're in our playoff run, and this is going to be intense. And I think if, if if you want to really battle with the NFL, and I don't know if anybody's ever going to really battle with them, but if you if you want to go head to head, you want to try to get a foothold at all, you should really look at taking that week off before your playoffs, right there at the beginning of the football season, and reminding everybody that hey, we're getting ready to crown a champion, and it's going to be darn exciting to get there. Neff, you brought up another point, and it brings us to what I know is a hot button topic of yours, which is the late. Start- Short times for NASCAR races, and maybe more so in the summer months when weather can be a real factor. But how much of that in reality with NBC at least, and we'll presume that they might well be back in when the new TV rights deals come into effect whenever NASCAR finalizes those in the next couple weeks. Tea leaves indicate, or next couple months, tea leaves indicate that uh, it could be Fox and NBC again for the bulk of the terrestrial TV rights in NASCAR. But how much of that is there a benefit for NASCAR that NBC carries the Sunday night football? And if NASCAR is a lead into that, you will bring in some casual eyeballs, especially if it's the playoffs for NASCAR. And, and this does happen. You get some late clunker Sunday afternoon games in that latter window, which means it's not all that compelling. And your average fan may be saying, well, I know I love the NFL, but these aren't a great slate of games. I'll just go ahead and flip over to NBC. And before football comes on, I might actually catch some good racing as well. And that's certainly a, an option or, or an angle that NBC might play up. And I, I, I give you that there are those moments where you'll have a, a reason to turn over and watch NBC before the pregame starts. But they're not preempting their pregame for NASCAR. So if anything, if it tends to run a little too late, you're going to see them getting bumped over to the Peacock for the, the final laps. And, and that's always – and you're absolutely right. Late start times are a huge problem I have. And, and, and mine is not so much running in and, and jumping around channels and things like that. It's the fact that racing in the daytime is better. The tracks are hot. They are slipperier. Handling on a cars is more of a premium. And you get driver talent brought to the top. And starting them when it's twilight or getting dark to where maximum grip is going on with these cars that already have an excessive amount of downforce is just not producing the best product you can. So that's why I'm, I'm definitely for earlier start times. But at the same time, as you said, if we all believe the, where it's going so far, and that is NBC being back, then being able to, to dovetail into that Sunday night coverage certainly can throw a few new eyeballs NASCAR's way. And if they do a good job of promoting it, they may build some longtime fans. Neff, appreciate your time here in the fast lane on W226BG Timberlake, WVGMAM Lynchburg, WMNA Gretna Danville Southside. Before Trey and I give some quick picks for NASCAR this weekend at Nashville. 
Qualifying and practice for the trucks are in the books. They race this evening. Nothing yet for Xfinity or Cup. Xfinity tomorrow afternoon. Xfinity practice is going on right now. It just started. Xfinity practice just started, but it's not done. And then obviously Cup is is tomorrow, and the Xfinity race is tomorrow. Cup is Sunday night. Do you have a best bet in one of those three circuits in terms of a driver to contend for or maybe even get the win? I mean, I honestly feel like at the Cup level, Chastain's a guy you got to watch out for. I mean, he's... He's been running decent, although they seem to have been struggling a little bit the last two or three races. Uh, but he's he's always near the front on these big concrete concrete tracks, and I just feel like where everything's laying right now, if it's not um, Josh Berry or not Josh Berry, but uh, but but one of the Hendrick teams jumping up because they've been hot there the last two years, and ideally Larson. Um, I just I think Chastain is your guy, and uh, he's he's just poised to get a win right about now. And I think this is going to be the weekend. There it is, Mike Neff with his projections. Neff, always great to catch up with you from the Racing Brotherhood Foundation in the Pits Media and FrontStretch.com. We'll keep it locked to M Neff Short Track. Your social media handles. Thank y'all. I always appreciate it. I'll talk to you hopefully again soon. It is our pleasure. Mike Neff with us here in the Fast Lane. Trey, as we bid farewell to Neff and almost to our listeners, quickly, do you have a best bet for one of the races this weekend? Uh, Sam Mayer, I'm leaning with uh, in the Xfinity race, maybe even uh, Carson Josefar at 22-1. to 1. Uh, Cup race, I'm looking at Bubba. I'm looking at Tyler Reddick, and I'm looking at Christopher Bell. Those three Toyotas. Toyotas was fast last year. They just ended up didn't getting the win. I think those three have been really good. 23 Island's been good at the mile and a half. So they were good at Dover. Um, Christopher Bell has been up there all year. I think he gets his second one of the year. I'm holding off on my Xfinity series, but I do agree with you by and large. Josevar is a great dark horse there. I have Matt Benedetto win top three, top five, kind of splitting that $30 each way. I don't feel great about it. He was not dynamic in practice, but this is a big track of emphasis uh, for that organization. And I'm going I'm to do Ed's pick. Let me let me get impersonation for both of the other races. I'm going to go Ty Gibbs sweep the weekend. It's finally his time. I mean, <laughs> it, you know, he's gonna he's the, he's one of the favorites in the Xfinity race. He's, he's in a good car. Toyotas are good at Nashville. I am I'm going Ty Gibbs to sweep the weekend. Uh, you know, Trey, I love the impersonation. You know the ironic thing is? Sam Mayer and Josevar are great dark horses. I, I was waiting on Allgaier for the Xfinity because he's such a short shot. I'd rather just see him Mayer's fourth, Allgaier's fifth, and then Ty Gibbs is first right now. In terms in pra- of practice. With 20 minutes left. See, that's why I would have waited on Allgaier because I think you could get a better price after this whole a charade of practice and qualifying for cup yes you're right on gibbs because he's run well i love your bubba wallace one my big one and i am dovetailing off this because i think this was on the front stretch through the gears podcast but chase elliott versus denny hamlin in terms of a head-to-head matchup hamlin i think will do very well here i have not quite seen it from elliott yet i know get on me nascar fans hello i've already upset hashtag nba twitter hashtag nascar twitter come at me as well fast lane ed lane facebook twitter instagram but do not send that hate to trey law vt on his social media platforms he does not need that this weekend we need you to keep up with us and join us when we return monday in the fast lane if i'm here if i'm here based off of what i just did well yes (laughs) indeed In the meantime, back Monday afternoon, 5 to 6.